We can talk about my manifesting powers that I apparently have now. <laughs> you do. Every time you want something to be a, an anime or a show or a movie, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Two mangas that I really like are now being animated. Hello and welcome to OK But Hear Me Out, a healthy conversation podcast about our favorite fandoms and latest obsessions. I'm your host, Cassie. And I'm Lisa. And on this podcast, our friends and I will be trying to convince each other to dive into our latest favorites. This podcast is mostly geared towards anime slash manga. However, we have many other not-so-guilty pleasures we'd be happy to share. Excellent. And for this podcast, we have a rule. There's only one rule, and it is that our feelings are canon. Basically meaning that feelings are real to those who are feeling them, so don't bash others for feeling ones that are different than yours. Yes. Awesome. And before we get into our episode today, I actually have two announcements. The first one is I must apologize to anyone coming over here on Patreon because I released the calendar and after I released the calendar, Lisa decided she wanted to switch her topic. (laughs) So we're talking about something different than what is on the thing. So if you're excited about Superwoman in Love, I'm so sorry. Um, Sorry. I will still talk about that at some point, just not today. Thank you, hyperfixation. It's fine. Um... (laughs) That's honestly the first thing I thought about whenever you were like, I want to change my topic. I'm like, I already released the calendar, but I'm not going to tell her no. (laughs) (sighs) Fine. The second announcement actually affects us a little bit and affects anybody listening. So I mentioned to you that I was a little tired today, and that is because I stayed up late trying to fix an issue that I didn't know was a problem until last night. Mm -hmm. I found out that my recommendations page doesn't work. Oh? Basically, I was trying to view if I had any recommendations sent to us because I have it set up to send to my email. Hey, somebody recommended something to you. And me and my brother tested it. My brother helped me test it for me when we were working on my website and stuff. And it worked. And I click on the thing, like on the back end, to view the form results and I it kind of does that thing where it like frosts over in the background and then it has like a little pop-up box and it's like you know must do this to view this or whatever like and I have to like pay some money or whatever and I see that there's all these entries in the back that I have literally never seen wow yeah I I checked my email and I check my junk I check I check through everything and I've never received anything from our recommendations page but apparently there are a bunch of entries that I can't view because they won't send it to my email. And I did test it again. I went onto my own website and I tried to submit a recommendation. It didn't send to my email. So it is, in fact, not sending me updates, even though me and my brother tested it and it was working at one point when I first set it up. And two, there are a bunch of entries that people have sent to us that I have not been able to see and cannot view. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. So 
sorry to people who've been giving us recommendations. Yes, I feel so bad because oh, I'm like, yeah. there are people out there that have been, they probably think that we're ignoring them. I promise you we are not ignoring you. We just didn't know. Wow. Technology has failed us. Oh, no. I know. Yeah. So basically, I ran around in circles last night for several hours trying to remedy the issue, trying to view, trying to export, trying to do anything so I could at least see it. It won't let me do it without paying for something, even though I thought I already had all this stuff. So it's like a whole other issue. That on top of my website, just not wanting me to edit it in any way, shape or form. So I've basically just come to the conclusion that I will be transferring to a different hosting service because I just don't think this one is working well for me. Okay. Um, And in the meantime, I created a Google form that will be linked in this description. And I also linked in the uh, previous two episodes so that if anybody does want to send us recommendations, you can do it through there and it will send to my email. I did test it last night and I do have access to that. Yeah. Please do that because we would love your recommendations. <laughs> I can't believe we've been saying that like, no one's been recommending things. I know, like, nobody's so recommending much. anything. No, people have. Ugh. It's there. Awesome. Well, at least we know it's there. So people are recommending stuff. Sorry that we didn't see it. Technical issues. I'm just so upset that I never recognized because I just thought this whole time that just nobody sent anything to us. Wow. <laughs> and every time I go onto my website, granted, it's been a, a hard, difficult time because I've been so sick recently and trying to get better and also figuring out all my health stuff. But like, I, yeah, I just literally thought and I haven't checked my, my website and I thought I could go in on the back end and see any results and I can't. So. Well, that sucks. Yeah. But thanks to everyone who have been giving us recommendations. Yes. Thank you. Um, but please also go to the link in the description and send it to us again. Yeah. If you're still listening at this point, oh, we would really appreciate it. We would love to hear your recommendations. Again, I want to apologize if you thought we were ignoring you. I'm sorry that I didn't realize that I wasn't getting any results. But like I said, I tested it with my brother. I thought it was working. And then I thought, I guess we just aren't getting any. And apparently we were. And it just is malfunctioning again for the third time this year. So, and not just the recommendations thing. I didn't even know the recommendation thing was an issue. Just my website in general has been malfunctioning again. So yeah, so I'm just, I'm over it. I'm done with them. I'm going to change my domain to a different site. I just don't know which one. And I, again, this is what I was talking about earlier. I was like, I, it's just an issue that I have to address because I want people to be able to utilize, you know, the resources that I have there, the recommendation form, be able to look at our podcast because the episodes are on there if they want to. Like I want to have those things and links available for people, but it makes me upset that like I can't even thank my patrons properly like I told them I would because my website is stupid. Yeah. Well, now that we've apologized profusely, let's start the conversation. <laughs> Today I'm going to go first. I'm going to talk about Miraculous Ladybug. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about The King's Beast. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's start talking about Miraculous Ladybug, which the full title is Miraculous Ladybug, The Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. Okay. <laughs> Most people just call it Miraculous or Miraculous Ladybug or MLB. Yeah. I didn't just know it had a, a full name. I thought it was just Miraculous Ladybug. Nope. It, had a, it has a whole full name. Okay. Anyways, the summary. So Miraculous Ladybug... And I apologize in advance because um, I had a hard time <laughs> trying to describe this. So I have my summary and then I also have uh, my dictionary definitions. 
Okay. So, Miraculous Ladybug is about two teenage superheroes, Ladybug and Cat Noir, who work together with their Kwamis to and other miraculous holders to save Paris from the evil hawk moth and his Akuma making butterflies. Okay. <laughs> so, that is not where I thought that was going. <laughs> Yeah, so this is why I was like, I try to describe it, but it makes sense. But I feel like I need to have like just a, a quick like, these are what these things mean for understanding purposes. Okay. So the first one, miraculous. So miraculous is not just to be like, oh, she's miraculous. It is actually refers to various jewels and accessories that house the Kwamis and allow the wearer to transform. Okay. The Kwamis are the small creatures that kind of live inside the Miraculous, even though for the majority of the show, they kind of live outside of it. But they give their holders advice, guidance, and they also give them the ability to transform because basically by the holder like wears the Miraculous. And then when they want to transform, the Kwami like goes inside the Miraculous and basically lends them their abilities. Because the abilities belong to the Kwamis and by going into the Miraculous, with the wearer wearing the item, it allows them to transform and use their abilities. Okay. That sounds familiar. Like It's very anime-esque. Like yeah. a very magical girl thing. <laughs> it also like, I have like, Power Ranger y. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's great. Um, okay, then there's the butterflies. So these butterflies are released by Hawkmoth. He's the bad guy. The evil, the main villain. Mm -hmm. He's released. The, these butterflies are released by Hawkmoth, and they have the ability to transform someone into a supervillain, aka an Akuma. Okay. The Akuma are the quote-unquote bad guys because they're not actually bad guys. They just get basically when they have negative thoughts or emotions or they're really sad about something. Hawkmoth is able to use his butterflies combined with those feelings to turn someone into a supervillain against their will. Yeah, that's very anime-esque. Yes. <laughs> so when I go back to the summary, these two teenage superheroes, they have their Miraculous and their Kwamis, and together they are able to transform into Ladybug and Cat Noir. And they save Paris from Hawkmoth, who basically uses his butterflies to turn people into Akumas or, like, evildoers. The other thing you should probably know before we go into this is that the kind of the point, the balance of them is that ladybug is the ultimate good luck. Kind of like that saying, like if a ladybug lands on you, it means you'll have good luck. Mm -hmm. Ladybug is a representation of ultimate good luck and cat noir or like a black cat is the ultimate bad luck. Uh -huh. And together they bounce each, balance each other out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's Are cute. you with me so far? Yeah. Cool. Checking in with our invisible listeners. Are you in with me so far? <laughs> it sounds complicated, but it's really not. It's really interesting and intricate and fun, but we'll get to that because some people do have issues with this show and I do understand, but we're going to get to that. Really? See, everyone I know who's seen this show has loved it. Because it's so good. And then season five. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. nothing. I'm surprised I haven't watched it. I just haven't sat down i only know the voice actors of the two main characters because i follow them from other things that's yes. it <laughs> i was actually gonna talk about that but anyway beautiful so my first talking point i have a lot of notes it's not gonna take me that long but i just letting you know it just looks really long when i'm looking at my notes i'm like oh my gosh i have like a whole essay that's fine okay so talking point number one point number one 
This is, Miraculous Ladybug is actually a worldwide project. So while it does take place in Paris, the animation and production is collaborative across multiple studios in multiple countries. Okay. Yeah. I think that's really cool. It is a Parisian cartoon, but it has obviously strong influences from anime and manga, particularly Magical Girl and Sailor Moon. Yay. So you should just watch it for that fact alone. Well, yeah. Also, she's voiced by Sailor Mars. So. Yes. (laughs) And it makes me, it, oh my gosh, her voice actor also plays like the crazy character in Kobe Can't Communicate and it makes me laugh so hard. She she lo- she loves playing, I guess, crazy characters because she also yeah. plays Killua. <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh my gosh, I forget the name of the character from Hell of a Boss, a YouTube series. Anyway, mm. yeah. She's very talented. Christina V, huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's cool. Uh, anyway. Very cool. <laughs> So it is kind of a monster of the week format with the two heroes who don't know each other's identity. Of course not. Which is a a huge thing that so many people get upset about, but it's fine. So we do get like this lovely slice of life bit because of course they attend the same school and they have to hide their identities when they transform in order to protect them, like protect the city, but also protect their secret identities because they can't know who each other are and all that fun stuff. (laughs) So if you like Magical Girl or Slice of Life, you will love this show. And I know we both enjoy both of those. Yeah. So That's why I'm yeah. surprised I haven't. It's so funny because a lot of stuff that you recommend, I'm genuinely surprised that I haven't sat down and watched it. Like, yeah. It's all the things I like. <laughs> it literally, and I, fun fact, I started watching it because I was at a convention and there was these two girls that were cosplaying Ladybug and Cat Noir. And I said, oh, I've seen that before. But I was like, her costume looks really cool. And she was kind of, I, I don't know how, I think we might have been in line together or something. And I was asking her about it. And she was like, it's really good. You should give it a chance or whatever. And I think it was on Netflix at the time. So I watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, this show is right up my alley. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I love this show. It's so good. Anyway, point number two. I love the way this takes the Monster of the Week format and kind of elevates it. Like I said before, it's not just like them facing a bad guy. These are normal people who get turned into supervillains against their will. Sometimes these people are their friends and family who have just like moments of weakness, usually because of Chloe, the resident mean girl. And she's also the daughter of the mayor of Paris. So and her mom's like a fashion model or whatever. Casual. Yeah. So she's like resident mean girl and most of the time she's the one that causes these people to have these negative emotions which allows (laughs) hawk moth to like clutch onto them and turn them into supervillains and it's just really sad because again he's able to take advantage of them so there's like this sense of wanting to save paris but you also want to save the poor people who have been akumatized so it's not just about saving the people it's also about saving these people that have been turned into villains Mm mm-hmm That being said, we're going into point number three, which is about their powers and how I just love that they create like they like how they creatively use them is really fun and entertaining, but also intricate. So this is I'm going to try to explain as best as I can. So just stay with me. Mm -hmm. So like I said before, Ladybug is the ultimate good luck. So one of her abilities is called Lucky Charm, which when used, she has like this yo-yo, this magical yo-yo thing looks like a little ladybug sort of Mm -hmm. her yo-yo creates a red and black like polka dotted item that is supposed to help them with whatever their situation is once that item 
basically, so whenever people get turned into these Akuma, it the butterfly kind of merges into something, usually something that they're holding or like, you know, somebody was upset because he like wrote a song for one of like the girl that he liked. And so he crumbled it up and the butterfly like went into the piece of paper and that like is like the item that helps them become a supervillain essentially. <laughs> yeah. So once they use the lucky charm mm-hmm. or whatever item the lucky charm produces to destroy whatever item the Akuma is in, Ladybug then uses her yo-yo to quote unquote de-evilize the butterfly and turn it back into a harmless creature. And then once the incident is resolved, Ladybug uses the lucky item to fix everything that was broke and or was destroyed and everything goes back to normal. It's not like back in time sort of thing like uh, Code Lyoko, mm-hmm. but in, a, in the same manner, they do fix everything that was destroyed. And I just, before I go on, it just makes me giggle because I'm like, all these like Parisian cartoons are so conscious about fixing the damage that has been caused as opposed <laughs> to like American superheroes are like, yeah, we just destroyed half of New York and it's yeah. fine. It's, <laughs> it's really funny because you're describing this whole process and I can definitely see how it was influenced by Sailor Moon because yeah. that literally happens in the 90s version. Yeah. It's like yeah. to a T. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I love, love it very it. much. I, can tell. <laughs> I think her powers are awesome. Now we're going to switch over to Cat Noir's uh, powers, which, you know, he is the ultimate bad luck. So his abilities involve destroying things. So Ladybug creates and he destroys. So his main attack, pretty much his only attack, is Cataclysm. <laughs> it, I know. It's so funny. Cataclysm. He. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I have a child. That's why I watch children's shows. Anyway, <laughs> it will turn anything he touches into dust, disintegrating it, essentially. That often use the cataclysm to destroy whatever the Akuma is in, to be honest. The only downside to their powers is once they use these quote unquote, like ultimate move type things, they have a time limit to turning back into their normal selves. Yeah. So, and then their miraculous will start beeping once their time starts running out. So they know that they're about to transform back and they have no control over that. Like once they use their powers, they have a time limit to turning back. Interesting. Yeah. Again, very intricate, very different ish, very odd. And I really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, I mean, we do also get eventually other miraculous users who have their own different, like unique abilities. But we, I want to focus more on Ladybug and Cat Noir because those are obviously the main characters and the other miraculous come in kind of as the story goes on Mm -hmm. so number four or my sorry my next point is the history of the miraculous is very fascinating so naturally we don't get into that until i think the end of season one or season two something like that and even still even once you you see their origin story like they're just meeting origin story it is like the tip of the iceberg in the whole like history of miraculous in general, okay. like the miraculous jewels being used throughout history by various, essentially superheroes to save people in different times of need. It is very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Goes fairly, not super in-depth, maybe not as in-depth as I would want it to be, but like, I just love that it has like an actual history. Yeah, I I, I just love the history. And I also, can I just say that I love how their abilities can be combined together is super cool. Really? Yeah. Like, 
sometimes they are like ladybug, but sometimes they have like an aqua form so they can like go underwater or like just different, like the way they can combine themselves is really cool. Okay. And I like it. <laughs> also getting, like I said, they have like an order. And I feel like a lot of early cartoons in our childhood, they may have started off the show, but eventually somewhere along the lines, they would have like a how they met episode, their very first mission together type of episode. Mm-hmm. And just in the spirit of the history, I guess, of Miraculous, getting to see Marinette and Adrian, like how they were chosen to be heroes and the background behind why they were chosen and that decision. It's it's just really great world building, to be honest to me. And I just love and appreciate how the show presents those thoughts and how like just how well done it is and how fun and intriguing they make everything. And it's, I mean, it's nice to have a cute story, but it's also great to have a cute story with thought behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm thinking specifically their origin episode kind of reminds me of the Teen Titans origin episode in season five. Oh, so good. So moving right along, because again, I have so many thoughts. (laughs) Obviously, we talk about this all the time, but the theme song takes me back. Can I just say it's a newer show? Well, maybe not newer, but it's a relatively newer cartoon in the grand scheme of like our lifetime. But it takes me back to my childhood. They blew it out of the park with the opening theme song. Honestly, I feel like when I first decided to watch it, I knew I was going to have to stick it out somewhat, even if I didn't like it, because the theme song was so good. (laughs) It literally brought me back to the 90s and the early 2000s. I was like, this is how you theme song. And it's so it just feels so nice. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I have to play it. (laughs) Obviously, it'll be linked in the description. But for Lisa's purposes. It is a bop. I'm very jamming. (laughs) Right? It's a bop. It is so good. I literally am like, oh my gosh. I Even if I don't like this show, which I did it, I'm liking the show, but I was like, even if I don't like the show, I have to watch it because the theme song is so good. <laughs> so my wrap-up points. Some people do get upset about the trend where they look exactly the same, but somehow don't know each other's identities. <laughs> because I sometimes would get that way about like Sailor Moon. Why, you guys, nobody has that hairstyle but you. <laughs> Anyways. I love it, though. <laughs> it's so silly because you're just like, come on. They don't look different. They just put on a mask. Yeah. <laughs> so while I do understand and I am kind of of this mind because, again, this is how I felt with Sailor Moon. <laughs> I also want to note that I think I also kind of understand why they don't realize who each other are. The best way to describe it is be- it's because they know each other in their everyday lives. Mm-hmm. So in everyday school life, Marinette is like a shy girl who loves fashion. And Adrian is like this down-to-earth rich kid who literally just wants to go to school and be a normal kid like everybody else. And they become friends. But when they're superheroes, Ladybug is confident. Um, she, you know, She's a confident heroine who dives headfirst into every challenge. And Cat Noir is a little flirtatious goofball. So they kind of are like very opposite of how each other are in real life. So I kind of feel like like with that in mind they might not even it might not even occur to them that they're the same person because they act so differently than who they are when they're at school. Okay. And maybe that's why they don't realize who each other is because they're so opposite. Okay. I think I can see that. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's 
the truth. I'm not saying it's still not <laughs> hilarious. I'm like, nobody else has that hairstyle, Marinette. Nobody else. And somehow Adrian doesn't get it. Uh, but that's a whole other thing. It's a whole back and forth thing with their like relationship. Adrianette is just a, oh, it's a wild roller coaster of a ride. Okay. Anyway, like I was saying earlier, because this is going to be my second point, Miraculous Ladybug started to go downhill for some people in season five, maybe season four. And I do kind of understand because there were some things that were happening that were really making me upset with the choices that they made. But I wanted to watch it to the end, especially to see if they finally end up together. (laughs) Even though season five has ended, they have announced a season six and seven, I believe. I know season six for sure, but I think they also are officially renewed for a season seven. And I think that might be the end. Okay. But I don't know for sure. But season five has ended and it ends in a in a nice way ish. But there's still more things that there are many things that got resolved, but still more things that I want to know. So I'm not upset about it. And but some people were kind of upset about it. So sometimes it goes back and forth, you know? Yeah. Like, I do understand why people were like, man, this show has gone downhill, blah, 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 because they did make some choices that I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> but also. They're teenagers who have to balance a superhero life. And I would never understand what that's like because I've never been a superhero and a teenager at the same time (laughs) or have had like life or death, like earth, like time flow altering consequences that could potentially happen because of other things. Yeah. This gets revealed, I guess, a little later, but essentially Hawk Moth, his goal is to get the ladybug miraculous and the, the, the cat noir or, you know, the cat miraculous and the ladybug miraculous. Because apparently when you combine them together, you can, like, hold them together and you can, like, make a wish. Like, any wish you want. Okay. Yeah. But that can't happen because they should never be used together because, you know, it's, like, evil to do so or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't just have anything you want mm-hmm. for the purpose of all things good. You can't combine their powers to make a wish, you know? Yeah. Anyways, moving on to my final wrap-up point. I don't want you to have PTSD, Lisa. Okay. Because, which actually makes me kind of okay, because the voice of Adrian is the voice of Meliodas in Seven Deadly Sins, and I know how much you don't like him. No, but I know... <laughs> but I know he also is, plays yeah. Killua. Or no, no that's... Uh, sorry, Chris Yeah. It's Bryce uh, Peppenbrook. He yes. does quite a few people yes. <laughs> that I listen yes, to. Yes, I'm okay that you said that in the beginning. I was like, fine. Because at first I was like, uh, I don't want her to have PTSD because he does, does he play s- Meliodas. I know you don't like Meliodas. Like huh? Does he like sound like Meliodas while playing Cat Noir? Cat- um, sometimes. I yeah. hear it, but I also, like I said, sometimes because I have a best friend that is a voice actor and she's always yeah. pointing out voices to me. Now I hear everything. <laughs> Every time I, I can't watch any anime these days and be like, oh, I know that voice. And then I have to look it up because it's going to bother me. Well, it won't like, I'm sure it won't bother me a lot because he literally plays like characters in two of my other favorite animes. He's Aaron Yeager and Inosuke. So he is Inosuke. Yeah, I was I'm watching like, earlier fine. and I, I was like, oh, movies. he is that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Um, I can get over it. <laughs> yeah. And I will say that even though he is flirtatious as Cat Noir, he only has eyes for Ladybug and he isn't super perverted about it. 
He's just it, he's just a goofball. He's like a flirtatious goofball <laughs> that he's just so in love with her. He calls her milady. It's super mm. or and he calls her um oh something bug. But yeah, he calls her milady all the time and it's super adorable. Okay. So if anybody wants to watch Miraculous Ladybug, it can be watched on Disney Plus, Hulu, and Amazon Prime Video. I did not check the Hulu because I do not have the Hulus, but I do know for a fact it is on Disney Plus. So <laughs> I have all of them, so I can definitely check for you. Yes, great, thank you. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good time, and I just. The only things I have for my resources, I have the fandom page. I try, I'm going to be trying to put the fandom page up more when I do things because there's always so much information on the fandom pages and people really, really try hard to make sure everything on there is fact. And you will find so many interesting facts mm -hmm. when you look up anything on a fandom page. I also linked the Ladybug opening, at least the English American US one. I also have an article about why this person in particular really liked Miraculous Ladybug. And um, there is this tutorial video because for you, Lisa, and anybody that hasn't watched it, all the miraculous, there's more than just the two. Like I said before, there are other miraculous holders that come into play later. There is this music box looking thing that holds all the miraculous like jewelry, accessory pieces in it. And I think it is so cool. And there is this tutorial that I found online that somebody made one. I mean, there's several tutorials, but this one I thought was really cool. And I have thought about making it so often. So I'm linking <laughs> that in the description. It is so cool. I want to make it so bad. Okay. My turn? Yes. Tell Yay. me about the King's All right. Beast. All right. So as we mentioned before, I'll be talking Actually, about tell me why you changed it. Because <laughs> uh, um, I remember words one more time. <laughs> because I already told you that I started hyper fixating on it. I started reading it when I downloaded the Viz Media app because it was always on my like list of manga to get, but I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. Mm. So I downloaded the app and then I downloaded the first five chapters to take with me on vacation and I blew through those chapters in like an hour. <laughs> five chapters is nothing. You need it to really download isn't. like 50 well, and the even is, then that's nothing. Yeah, I downloaded five chapters of five different series. Because I was, okay. I just wanted to see if I was going to enjoy them. That's Plus, I was on vacation. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't planning on like being on my phone on vacation. I was just like, hey, if I happen to sit down for a second, I'm gonna just read these chapters really quick before we continued on in our vacation shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> so then I downloaded these five chapters, started reading it, loved it. The next time I got internet connection, I downloaded the next thirty. <laughs> yeah because on okay. the app there's chapters 1 through 39 and then for some reason chapters 40 to 43 are not available don't know why so I just downloaded up into the chapters that were available and I was like that should be enough I will wait till I get home and then I will download the last seven chapters that did not last I after that, I was like, I can't wait. I'll just skip over these chapters and I continue reading. And then there's a big like time skip. So I was like, great. I have to wait for it to be printed anyway. <laughs> the, main is, the main reason I changed it is because I, this is like one of the few mangas that I started reading that I've connected to and loved so quickly. Like I came home and I currently own all the volumes already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just hyperfixate on it. I like the story. I like the premise of it. 
and I will explain why. <laughs> okay. Tell me more. So now that you've explained yourself to me. To you. Yes. <clears throat> so <laughs> The King's Beast is a shoujo fantasy manga by Ray Toma. That mangaka has also written Dawn of the Arcana for anyone who might be familiar with that work. Set in the same world, this story follows Rengetsu and a Jin, which is a half human, half beast subseries, subspecies, excuse me. And she infiltrates the palace to become a beast servant to the fourth prince, Tenyu, to uncover the reason why her twin brother, the previous beast servant, was murdered. And oh, the reason, it's a murder mystery. Kind of, yeah. And the reason she infiltrates the palace, because she infiltrates the palace pretending to be a boy. And that's because only male a jinn with special abilities have the opportunity to be a beast servant to the royal family. Mm. So in this world, a little bit of backstory, uh, these a jinn species, this is also explained in her Dawn of the Arcana series, but they are considered like a lower level species. They are not treated well in society. The male ajin are only used for like manual labor or to join the army military, whereas female ajin, they essentially are forced into brothels. And then once they age out of that, they're only able to get jobs as like house servants, you know, things like that. They're not treated very well. But if you are in a gin, with, it's very unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> but if you are in a gin male with special abilities, you can get plucked and chosen to be a beast servant, a somewhat glorified slave to the royal family. Yeah. <laughs> but um, cool. I get to be a slave to rich people. Essentially. And like later on in the series, it shows a little bit of how not all the beast servants are like actual servants it's a bit of um stockholm syndrome a little bit because but some of them do enjoy actually what they do uh but essentially they don't have many options in this world this a gin species unfortunately so yeah it's a little depressing but i promise it gets better <laughs> yeah i feel i feel like i'm coming down from my hype <laughs> that i was what where i was at when i was explaining miraculous yeah and now i just feel cold also no. my ac did just turn on and now i am actually cold <laughs> okay well no it is a shoujo fantasy and there is some romance in it so that hopefully will help but the main reason i not the main reason here's some of the reasons why i like it what caught my attention immediately was the cover of the first volume rangotsu is a white-haired character <laughs> Of course he is. Of course. Okay. <laughs> Next. Yeah. <laughs> um, and besides that, Ray Toma's artwork is gorgeous. This manga is so pretty. It's it has Chinese influence in it, similar to when I mentioned in um the Apothecary Diaries. Mm. But the artwork of this series is so pretty. And I looked at the other covers to see if it was like consistent if i would like it and it is all these characters are gorgeous characters the scenery this it's just really pretty to look at that's what caught my attention okay but i wasn't sure i love good artwork so beautiful artwork yeah but i wasn't sure if i was gonna like it initially because when i did read the back of it i was like this sounds kind of depressing you know this woman is pretending to be a man a la mulan (laughs) get revenge you know it's sad and then i was like you know what white-haired character this kind of interests me it's on the app let's give it a chance 
fell in love with it. So yeah, we're gonna go to white hair character. That was like my main draw because she's very pretty. So my second point, the story is a great blend of mystery, political intrigue, and violence. Violence? Oh my gosh, no. Well, yeah, there's violence <laughs> and romance. I was like, you chose <gasps> violence, not for me. Okay, bye. No. <laughs> it, there's some violence in it, but I was like, I'm reading romance and some reason I said violence. Anyway. Because you you like the violence. I do. I do like the violence. But this one is not obscenely violent, if that okay. helps. There's not a lot of gore and there are some fight scenes, but it's not about that. It's a great blend of mystery, political intrigue, and romance. Rangetsu has mixed feelings for the person that she's seeking revenge against because Rengetsu is seeking revenge for her brother. His name is Sogetsu. They were twins. So it's kind of easy for her to infiltrate because she pretends to be a relative of Sogetsu. Mm. In this world, the Ajin, because they're treated so poorly, they're only allowed to have one child. They just happen to be a fluke because they're twins. But that's, that's not... I said that's fair. You can't. Yeah. You have to have two because they're twins. Yeah, and there's they. You can't send one like, back. That's not how it works? <laughs> it doesn't happen quite often, so it's not like a big thing. But you know, they their parents only got one pregnancy and resulted in twins. But yeah, but she infiltrates the palace. Um, she works really, really hard. She raises against the ranks of the military to be chosen to be the fourth prince's beast servant. And in this world, the emperor has, you know, it's similar uh, to the Apothecary Diaries where they have a bunch of consorts and those consorts have children. Mm. So in this world, there are multiple princes because the emperor just had multiple kids. So Fair she enough. is assigned to the fourth prince. His name is Tenyu. He's a great character. He's so sweet, super nice. And the reason Rengetsu has such mixed feelings is because she goes into this situation fully expecting to hate everyone. Her main goal is to get revenge. And she fully believes Tenyu is the reason her brother was murdered. And slight spoiler for the first volume, sorry. He is not the reason, but he's also very upset at the fact that Sogetsu was murdered. He didn't have a beast servant for about a year because he didn't want one because he was so distraught with the fact that Sogetsu was killed. Mm. And he has also been trying to figure out why this happened. But because Sogetsu wasn't a jinn, it wasn't really looked into because they're considered lesser. It just seems like yeah. an unfortunate circumstance. It's like, oh no, this person died. Not even person, this creature died. We don't care. So you're going to go on with your life. Whereas he was very upset about it. Like he feels like it's his fault because he put Sogetsu in that situation by choosing him to be his beast servant. And also the society that he's in doesn't care. So it's harder to get anyone to really look into this murder. Even him as a prince, we know he has the power to do that. But even so, people are like, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. So he expresses that to Rengetsu and she now has like mixed feelings because she has had this hate in her heart for so long and yeah. this one track mine of revenge and she goes into the situation fully expecting to kill Tenyu 
and finds out that no, he wasn't a part of it. He's also sad. So now she has mixed feeling because she's also attracted to this guy. Of but course. she's in a gin. She's also pretending to be a boy. And she's his beast servant. So there's like a lot of things stacked against her. Almost like Twelfth Night, except not. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of that is like held up against her because she has to find out why her brother was murdered, who murdered her brother. No one's really going to take her seriously because she's just an Ajin beast servant, but it's still like important to her, obviously, because it's her brother and it's her younger brother too. So um. she's very, has mixed feelings of the fact that she is now in this situation trying to figure out, well, I have feelings for the guy who may or may not have been responsible for my brother's death. And then in the midst of all that, there's a bunch of other mysteries that's been going on in the palace that she kind of gets pulled into, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. And it's just an interesting series that has like a bunch of different side stories, but they all connect. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And then I also love that it has another point that I like about it is a subtle enemies to not quite lovers because it's a very slow burn but they're not enemies for very long not maybe it's not enemies to lovers maybe it's more like a romeo and juliet trope they're like can't really be together because just on of opposite sides yeah. yeah but it's really interesting because tenu he doesn't care well for starters he doesn't know that rangotsu is a girl like she's doing everything right. to hide the fact that she's a girl she's wearing um chest binders She's speaking with a slightly deeper voice, but there's still a lot about her stature that's very effeminate. She's small. She's very slender. Mm. So it's like some people are just like, you could be a girl, <laughs> but you're as, not. Yeah. As they always do, like, oh, you mm-hmm. like have such. Hmm. Yeah, literally. There are a couple of characters totally around you who do. <laughs> are very suspect against her and she tries her hardest to like avoid them. But Tenyu he's doesn't really care he likes rangetsu as like a person he's kind of forced to have her as his beast servant and he's like fine i guess but as they interact with each other and also try to figure out the mystery of what happened to her brother they get closer and he is very much also attracted to rangetsu and it's an interesting situation because a he's never shown any interest in men (laughs) So, and he doesn't question it. He's just like, oh, you're okay. cool. You're also pretty. I, I, I have a question, though. Yes. I have two questions, actually. Okay. Does he know that she, that that his last king's, his last beast was her, her brother? No. Okay. So she doesn't tell him. Okay. Okay. No. That was my first question. Mm-hmm. Second question. Do you think that the prince and her brother were together? No. Okay. <laughs> that's a good question though no he saw so uh, sogetsu as more of a friend and closer to an actual servant than he feels with rangetsu and i think that's okay. mainly just because he's attracted to rangetsu okay um but because in this world the ajin are only allowed to have one kid it never crosses his mind that they would be related mm. yeah fair Fair. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. But he, she, he does like find out 
not find out. But Rangetsu does tell him she's a relative of Sogetsu. And he, he goes immediately to the conclusion. He goes, oh, you're here to kill me because you think I killed him. So he kind of like knows why she's there a little bit. But he's very much like, I promise you I had nothing to do with it. But if you can't trust me in that aspect, which is fine, I will work on earning your trust and proving that I am not what the reason you're, well, he doesn't have a brother, but I'm not the reason Sogetsu died. So in their interactions on trying to figure out this mystery, they kind of have this attraction to each other that they can't really do much about. So that's like one part is like their relationship that I very much am invested in. The Another point that I like is that there are great twists and turns of this series. Some that are like frustrating cliffhangers and some that aren't. But it's it has amazing like besides the main plot of Rangetsu trying to find out what happened to her brother, why he was murdered. There's political intrigue on the state of the actual world, like why a gen are treated the way they are. People are trying to change that, you know, like rebels. Uh, yeah. Then there's like a whole thing Ooh, we with love the a good rebel group. Yes. <laughs> then there's also uh, who's going to be the next emperor because the main princes there's four of them like the main older princes they all have aspects of their personality and work ethic that would work to be a good emperor so they're kind of competing with each other but also not and it's mm-hmm. it's like a friendly competition they're not trying to kill each other luckily okay <laughs> they all like each other they're all brothers but it's like a friendly competition on who would be the next emperor and that's some political intrigue that happens in there so why not next point Besides some of the like more serious topics that are in it, the series is also very funny. <laughs> like, okay. It has very classic like anime-esque moments, like the sweat drops, or you know when in anime you have the regular drawings of the characters and then we get like very simple drawings of them when they're trying to express something else. I feel like I'm not explaining this correctly. <laughs> you are not um <laughs> I, it's it's better to make like, when i visually do it but it's just like the point is okay oh you're doing gonna... a visual bit on an audio format i know it's like, <laughs> because it's also like i'm talking about manga good job lisa but besides that it is a very funny series because rangetsu has spent most of her life training to infiltrate the palace so right. there are a lot of regular interactions that she is very naive to (laughs) and she just doesn't get because she's just so hard pressed on being a warrior because she's very smart and strategic and strong she raised up in her ranks super super fast to the point where like it was only really an option for her to be a beast servant but in that she kind of forgotten how to be a girl a little bit (laughs) Or just be, like, a person. Yeah, essentially. And it's just really funny because she is very smart but also really dumb in some other aspects. So she'll be talking to people about simple things and they're like, are you, what? (laughs) What's going on? For example, there's a scene where, for some reason, to choose the next emperor, the beast servants of the princes have to prepare tea. And she has no idea how to do that. (laughs) So she's like, oh. It's like something so simple. You boil water, put some tea leaves in a cup and all that. But there's a whole ceremony. She has no idea how to do it. She literally just starts throwing water into a pot and then kind of like splashes the water all over everything. 
funny. Okay, but like it. also, if you have to be like this warrior type person in order to get selected mm-hmm. to be a king, why would you also have tea serving skills? They don't Correct. also teach you those she things. Even, yeah, she even brings that up. She's like, what is the point of this? The beast servant's point is, our purpose is to protect their charge. <laughs> like, we're fighters. Why are we making yeah. tea? She, she questions it too. <laughs> Um, there's a character. I'm who, questioning it. Exactly. Why? <laughs> there's a character. Um, his name is Tai Haku. He's the assistant to Tenyu, the fourth prince. And he's like, I don't know. It's just how it is. Do this. <laughs> and he has some good interactions with Rangotsu. She, he's like her go-to when she can't talk to anyone else. While I speak of that, that's another reason why I enjoy the series so much is she has such great growth and character development because she starts off the series obviously hating the world and hating humans because of what happened to her brother and the life that she would have been forced to live had she not run away to pretend to be a boy and join the army. She would have been forced to be a prostitute, essentially. She is very jaded to the world because she doesn't think it's fair. She's upset that her brother was killed and she's grieving and she thinks all humans are responsible for that. So she goes into the palace just hating everything. But in the interim of interacting with both the prince and Taihaku, the assistant, and some of the other princes in the series, she slightly lowers her guard. She learns that humanity is not all one thing. They're not all evil. You know, there's some good things in life. And she yeah, also... There's a lot of gray. Yeah. But I enjoy watching or reading that journey that she goes through from the first volume to the current one as well as a bunch of stuff that goes on there. Yeah, I just think it's a very cool, interesting series. And it's just it's also a very gorgeous series. Like, that helps keep me engaged is how pretty everything is. Yeah. Because, like, the story flows with the artwork so well. <laughs> All so, right. Yeah. All right, so here's some of my wrap-up points. As I mentioned earlier, there is a romance in this. It's a very slow-burn romance for obvious reasons. She's pretending to be a boy. But I'm very much enjoying how it's progressing. And I also very much like that Tenyu doesn't question his attraction to Rangetsu, even though he thinks Rangetsu's a boy. Because, like, I feel like in a lot of, like, shows or series that have, you know, emperor kids, it's very much you have to marry a woman, bear heirs, keep the line going. Mm. He doesn't question his attraction to Rangetsu at all. Like, it's just normal for him. He even mentions in the series sometimes because people are like, hey, someone might throw this rumor out. And he goes, I don't care. Like, that's not important. And even if it's true, what's what does it matter? You know, I just want to yeah. be who I am. And I love that for him. Uh, second rep point is I has great world building, which is helpful if you haven't read any of the previous works. Out of the three, this one is personally my favorite, as I've mentioned. And I just think it's a really, like, you can clearly see the rules of the world and the laws of the, the world and why it is the way it is, which I like. It's not so info dumpy to where it bored me, but it set it up immediately where I was like, okay, now I know why certain characters act the way they are, why society does what A, B, and C because of how the world building is for this series. Okay. And then my third wrap-up point is I love fantasy sojo <laughs> and you know it's been a it's been a minute since i've been really invested in a fantasy shoujo series because i've either been on fantasy or 
regular romance shoujo. I haven't really put the two of them together recently. And this one does it seamlessly and really well, in my opinion. And I'm super excited to continue on with the series and collect all the volumes. Well, cool. So, yeah, you can find this manga anywhere where books are sold. And it's up to 10 volumes currently. Or if you want to read past that, you can get the Viz Media app. It's like $2 a month. Highly recommend. Not sponsored by them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nope. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm going to move us right along to some segments. Uh, We're going to do recommendations. Mm -hmm. For me, I am recommending Witch, which is (laughs) W. Dot I dot T dot C dot H dot. Did you watch the show? I'm very familiar with it. Yeah. Oh, it's such a good show. So <laughs> I did that thing again where I was like, what to watch if you like Miraculous Ladybug, right? Mm-hmm. And there were several things that came up, but this one stood out to me because I very distinctly remember watching it and I read the whole series too. It is a whole book series. Yeah. My roommate that finally I has read. them. Yeah, I don't have all of them. I, it's one of those things I wish I had eventually. I will get all of them eventually. But yeah, it's really good. They also had a really rockin' theme song <laughs> that everyone should listen to. But if you don't know what Witch is, then I'm going to tell you. Basically, it is about a group of teenage girls who become guardians of the veil and mm-hmm. gain elemental powers in order to fight evil and protect the planet slash realm, wasn't 100% sure, of Meridian. <laughs> It can be watched on Amazon, Apple TV, and Vudu. Again, it has a great theme song. The music in it is really cool. I remember like Will's love interest has like a band. Mm-hmm. The Demon in Me. Oh, that song slaps. It's so good. <laughs> and it is kind of weird because the show is called Witch, but they're not actually witches. That's just like the first letter of all their, their names, names in yeah. the group form <laughs> the word witch. So that's why it's called that. But they do have elemental powers, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So that is my recommendation. Okay. I have a few. Kami-sama Kiss, you know, romance. Also, yeah. Rangetsu looks like, I forget his name because I'm drawing a Tomoe. blank right now. <laughs> looks like the main character. She's a fox, a djinn, and, you know, fox yeah. deity. So, yeah. Tomoe. Yeah. Thank you. Why was his name? I could not think of his name. Oh my I don't gosh. know. I said it before and I realized you didn't hear me. So I said oh. it again. I was like, I knew his name. Like, I haven't seen this. <laughs> I forgot it. It's okay. How, it. how dare you not remember every single anime character out there? I know. How dare I? Um, I know. So, so rude. <laughs> Kami-sama Kiss is one recommendation. I would recommend Dawn of the Arcana. I do like that series. However, I do hate the ending. So forewarning for that. Uh, Yona of the Dawn. Yeah, I recommend <laughs> that one too because I get those names together. But those you three did say mangas, that earlier, but it still made yeah, me laugh. <laughs> those three mangas I recommend. Um, I don't have really have anything else. I did want to talk briefly about merch. It's not unrequited, but like I said before, there's that tutorial about the miraculous miracle box. I want that box so bad. <laughs> I will probably make it myself. It'll take a long time, and I'll probably get really frustrated. But I want that box so bad. And that is my only merch. I have no merch. I just want it to be animated because it's so pretty. I'm That's willing 100% it. fair. I'm You're willing it? Oh, yeah. It. You do have the power to manifest. Yeah. I'm gonna we talked about it. that in the beginning. That is probably going to be the cold opening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to manifest it. 
Well, while you're manifesting, I'm going to move on to the plugs. If you would like to be a part of the conversation, you could follow me, Cassie, on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe not Twitter soon enough. I don't know. Mm. At Sassy K Creates. And you can follow me, Lisa, on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, my God. <laughs> TikTok. It should. It should just be TikTok. They did that on purpose. It's so rude. On TikTok at Bway underscore baby 425. Slight fun fact, I might be changing my TikTok name. I'm not sure yet. But yeah, right now, oh, Bway okay. underscore baby. Okay. Well, we've got lots of changes happening over here on the pod. It might be It might be a while, but yeah. That's fair. Well, if you have any other respectful thoughts, feelings about anything that we said, perhaps something that you want us to be as obsessed with as you are, there is a new recommendations form <laughs> that you can fill out. That will be linked in the description of this episode. Please do not go to my website because it's not working right now, though uh, maybe someday in the future, you know, like two years in the future, people are like, okay, Google form and then my website will be working by then. But for now, for anybody listening in the present, please fill out that recommendation form. Or, you know, maybe if you want Lisa to manifest something that you want to be turned <laughs> into an anime, submit that to us. I've so far had a two for two. <laughs> yeah. Lisa has the ability to manifest, so if you want her to manifest something into an anime, just somehow make it work in the recommendations form. Maybe I'll make a separate form for <laughs> Lisa's manifestation list, and that would just be another segment at the end of the pod, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> Anywho, if you would like to support me personally, Cassie, I have a YouTube called Sassy Cassie, or under Sassy Cassie, there is a Patreon that not a lot is going on over there. Um, I did have somebody recently messaged me a little upset because they thought there was more to my Patreon and there is not. Um, but hopefully, maybe potentially after I recover from surgery and mm -hmm. get back on my feet and get back in the swing of work probably next year, to be perfectly honest, because holidays are never a good time where I work. Uh, it's just so incredibly busy that maybe I will be adding more to my Patreon. But for now, if you would like to check it out, the link will be in the description. I also have an Etsy shop that doesn't have a lot on there because I was going to make stickers and then I got really sick. And here we are again, same conundrum. But you mm -hmm. can check it out or you could leave us a review. Me and Lisa would love to maybe hear your thoughts, feelings, opinions, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Well, thank you all again for being a part of the conversation and hearing us out. Yep. <laughs>